Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of the Steelers postgame podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, senior editor behind SteelCurtain.com. Joining me is Dave Schofield. Brian Anthony Davis will be back uh, trying to get his connection queued up a little bit better. But we had talked about the offensive part one. Part two, we're talking about the defense. Before we do that, I know Dave Dixon gives us $5 if you see a comment from him. um, I'm trying to find it. If he puts a note in there, I'll bring it up. Yeah, for sure. Philip gives us another $2. His Steelers fans chanting, refs, you suck, uh, LOL. Yeah, that was bad. It was bad. It was bad enough that they deserve every bit of the Boo Birds, for sure. Um, Urban Wedge gives us 10 Is that a pound or is that a euro? I don't know. It says, remember seeing two and a half sacks, but TJ recorded with three and a half tonight now equal Debo's all-time se- single-season sack record for the Steelers, right? And he's only played 9.25 games. Uh, that's yep. like a Dave super chat with all those numbers and decimals and yeah you like <laughs> that that's right up my alley yeah, hey, look what i found there you go dave says tomlin's post game no music at practice comment was very funny btse is numero uno and my spotify rap thank you dave couldn't comment on my super chat love you guys go Steelers. thank you very much uh tyler w gives us two dollars watt takes the nfl sack lead 16 to helmet guys 14 <laughs> helmet guys <laughs> Love it. Yes. I know who you're talking about. All right. So um, let's talk about the defense now, Dave. Uh, Which way do you want to start with this? I'm trying to think about this. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson's numbers first, because containing him is a unique challenge. 23 of 37, 
253 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, a red zone interception by Minka Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. was sacked seven times for an 80.1 rating. Now, Lamar Jackson also had eight carries for 55 yards. He led the Ravens in rushing, 6.9-yard average with a long mm-hmm. of 13. So what do you think about the defense going up against Lamar Jackson? I think, well, because you got to look at both aspects of it, both his running and his passing. I think there was times that they did all right. They made him have to make play after play after play after play after play in order to get in either field goal range or get in get get in a chance to score. They didn't give up the big play, and what and even though they were giving up long third downs constantly the whole game, and it was so frustrating, they still never gave up the huge chunk plays, except maybe in the last drive when they were playing a little bit too soft. And I mean. Look at how many of those yards came on that last drive. You have to you have to go back and look at that. Um, my goodness, I'm I'm looking, trying to add them up. Um, that it was at least fifty some yards on his on that last drive. So so they made him have to do it for so many plays that therefore they could keep him keep the stops down to hold the Ravens to 19 points. Ultimately, yeah, it stinks when you give up so many third down conversions. It stinks when you give up the yards, but it ultimately comes down to hold them to enough points for you to score enough to win. And ultimately, they got there. So it wasn't pretty and it wasn't, I don't even know that I'd call it conventional, but it was enough to get the victory. Yeah. Uh, Brian, we're talking about the Steelers defense going against Lamar Jackson. What are your thoughts on how they handled that? I felt that they game planned really well for him. And I also felt that. You know, they also adjusted very well in the second half, too, to uh, what was going on with, like, Devonta Freeman running the ball well. So I I thought they did the best that they could, and they pressured him. They had seven sacks of the man. They I've never seen them get that many of uh, Lamar Jackson. So, you know, I, I thought they put together something pretty good because we're used to seeing him, you know, pull out in the second half and even when this team is struggling, get better and pull it out, but they found a way to do it tonight. Yeah, the Steelers' defense going against Lamar Jackson, it's not an easy task, and everyone wants to talk about you know the sacks, and he's thrown a lot of interceptions in the last few weeks, but you know ultimately, Lamar Jackson is probably still one of the greatest playmakers in the National Football League. He's the guy that when you give him the ball with a minute and some change left, and you have some timeouts, you're thinking they can easily get in Justin Tucker's field goal range. Mm-hmm let alone possibly going down and scoring a touchdown. And so the Steelers, you know, in the last drive, they did give up some yardage. They allowed them to get into a first and goal situation. They score the touchdown to Sammy Watkins, and then they decide to go for two. So I think this is a good, that's that's a good pivot point here talking about that decision. Gentlemen, when you heard the announcers and I saw, they went to, they went to Wang Harbs right after the touchdown and he's putting up the two fingers and he, he knew it was right away. We, and so I was thinking, maybe he's, I hope he's not saying like uh, there's another play, whatever he has, you know, it doesn't mean to put up two fingers that they're automatically going to go for two, but I'm sitting there thinking, wow, they might go for two here. And they do first. Let's talk about the decision itself. Uh, Dave, when you saw the, the Ravens going for the two point conversion, were you surprised? And were you as nervous as I was? <laughs> Who wasn't as nervous as any of us were? We were all friggin' nervous. 
I mean, that's that's why the two point conversion that the Steelers made was so huge because they they needed to do that. And I'm like, I was even thinking, like, leave, leave it for Wangs. He's going to go for for this win. Now, I saw a quote. It was quoted by one of the one of the the beat writers for for Baltimore from from Wang's post game press conference that he went for two because he felt like they didn't have enough corners to even finish the game and go to overtime. He was afraid that if the Steelers got the ball, there was nothing they could do to stop the passing game. Wow. Um, so he went for the two because I, I think Humphrey left injured. Like he's on his way to get an MRI. I saw a report okay. for that. So I don't know if he was ready. Huh. He was, I don't know at what point that happened. Um, so they were just thinking, yeah, we're not going to be able to stop them. So let's just try to win it now when we can. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, Andrews dropped the ball. No, TJ Watt was in Lamar Jackson's face and made him not be able to make a good throw and disrupted the play just enough. But the, the I, but the I, whole, yeah. I expect Andrews to make that catch though. <laughs> I mean, he's made, yeah. he's made tougher catches in his career, but Brian, I'll throw it to you. What were your thoughts on Wang going for uh, there at the end, two-point conversion? This guy has always had cojones, and we know that. <laughs> he has never been afraid to do stuff like that. He usually does it when you're up by 35 points to embarrass the other team. That's hence the nickname that we gave it to him. But, you know, it's probably one of the dumbest calls that I I have seen in a long time. Because, uh, you know, do I really believe the excuse? Um, didn't Herm Edwards say you play to win the game? Well, you play to win the game there. But that sounds like kind of like a, uh, you know, I'll pull this out of my back pocket and use it as an excuse. This is why we did that. So if I'm Baltimore right now, if I'm the fans, I'm feeling a little let down by this decision because you know what you have in your offense and they're typically the team when they get new life or they go to overtime or anything like that, you know, Justin Tucker could hit a 79 yard field goal. Am I exaggerating? Yes. Am I exaggerating? Not really. You know, <laughs> that's a possibility with that guy. So all I'm going to say yeah. is really, we would, if Mike Tomlin would have done it, we would have been criticizing him like crazy win or lose on that one. Mm -hmm. Dave, go ahead. You want to say something? Yeah, Brian, you kind of got that wrong. You said he pulled it out of his back pocket. No, he's all season. He's continually pulled the horseshoe out of a place <laughs> slightly lower. Okay. <laughs> Close, but slightly lower. And so they just assume that 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 golden horseshoe has been working for them all season. And it would have been, that's the biggest thing that sometimes we don't realize that if if we're not Steelers fans, if we're just a fan of a different team watching this game, you're probably like, wow, it, finally it didn't happen for Baltimore. This is the kind of crap they've been doing and winning games that they shouldn't win all season. And it finally came back and it did against the right team. And that's why I love it so much. Yeah, I want to get a couple super chats up here. Wilson Pava gives us 499. Said TJ Watt, defensive player of the year, if not even MVP. He's the best Watt now and making a case to be the best overall. I mean, shoot, defensive player of the year, definitely making a good case for himself for sure. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw this to Brian here. Blake uh, gives us a dollar ninety nine. Says, "What needs to change for us to get in the playoffs?" So the win. Looking at the AFC playoff picture, what does that mean for the uh, Steelers, Brian? Since you're the guy that's always doing the uh, rooting guide. Well, it, it's huge, and I'll tell you why. Because the Raiders lost. The Raiders lost by a field goal in Vegas. So that means that they're behind the Steelers now. There's a very good chance that the uh, the Chiefs are going to beat the Broncos tonight. And there's a very good chance that the Patriots could beat the Bills tomorrow night. And if that happens, the Steelers going into this game at 12th might move up to around 8th, maybe, or 7th. So, one, they've got to they've got to win. They've got to start winning and put together what I call the uh, the uh, Bill Cower streak of 2005. Mm-hmm. I think that definitely needs to happen. So the rooting guy doesn't work if this team doesn't doesn't win. Yeah. But what? But they're getting help and the schedules from everybody else. It's possible for the Steelers if they win. It they need to take care of business because teams are going to lose for them to get back into contention. Yeah. Just a quick side note, the and everyone was like, oh my gosh, the Steelers have lost to the Bengals the last three times they've played. Steelers have beaten the Ravens beat the, the last Ravens three times, the last three times they played. Time they played. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Brandon Keene gives us 499. Says, Is this team not exactly who we knew they could be? If you're an actual honest with yourself fan, all injuries aside, this is a young team with ups and downs. Yeah, there, yeah. there's this is a very young team at a lot of positions that there could be. There's going to be ebbs and flows. It's going to be a bumpy ride at times. I mean, if you're honest with yourself, yeah, go ahead, Dave. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you said it from the very beginning, Jeff. You said at the beginning of the season, if any of you, yeah. if you're the ride or die crew out there listening, if you're not, you've got to follow us on our on our podcast platform to listen For to sure. Jeff's Let's Ride shows on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And we have a lot of other shows on there. I'm not even going to break them all down right now. But you said it at the before the season started, and you said it as early on. Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. And it is. I mean, we, I mean, the last two weeks right now, the last seven days have showed us the, the highs and the lows of this team. And the thing is, we don't know if we're going to get a high team or a low team when they come out to play on Thursday or the following Sunday um, when Tyler W and myself, because I remember Tyler W is going to be there. I'll be at that game against Tennessee. And we don't know which team's going to be there. So you've got to take it as you can see that they can come through and do this kind of performance, even though it's a bumpy ride along the way. For sure. No doubt about it. Philip gives us another $5 says I'm dating a Ravens fan. Uh, and I don't want to sleep in the yard tonight. So I got to celebrate here. Wang's did a Wang and Wang it real good. What a Wang. Yeah. Wang Harbs. <laughs> I mean, people might like him being aggressive. That's just not me. I thought it was a really dumb decision. Uh, in my opinion, when they were moving the ball pretty well on the Steelers and I don't know. But eight and Knight Rider 16 gives us five dollars, and, and it's a good point on the uh two points. A good timeout call by Tomlin to get the right players on the field. So you wait till they tip their hand, and then you put your person out there you think is going to be the best for it. Um, Occam's Ox gives us a dollar 99 says Wang Dang Sweet play call. <laughs> <laughs> we are really just going at it here tonight. Uh, Steel Dog 88 gives us two dollars. Wang was trying to put Pitt out of their misery. He probably was. I don't want him hanging around, you know. I mean, just yeah. trying to make get a win first. He wants that week seventeen game to not have to matter. So it might not matter. So I'm sorry, sorry, week eighteen game. I screwed that up. Oh goodness! Okay. I'll never remember. Go ahead, that. Brian. I think we're about to set an all-time podcast record for the mentionings of the word "wang." 
<laughs> these are these are just uh super chats by the way i know <laughs> there's I mean, even more like we need a wang harb emoji wang chun tonight i mean there's they're everywhere it's it's wang city in here so anyways that's only not a good thing but it is in this case um so <laughs> defensively elsewhere we can talk about the steelers and the the ravens rushing uh like i said lamar jackson led the way with 55 yards deontay freeman 14 for 52 after that not much of anything 25 carries for 107 Let's talk about the rush defense. Dave, we'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, you held the best. I'm sorry. I still think, you know, you look back at the at the last couple of weeks and what the quarterbacks have done running against the Steelers. You you held the best rushing quarterback that you're going to see to 55 yards, and therefore they only ran for 107 on, on the day. To me, you did what you had to do there. That's just me. Sorry, Brian, go ahead. I'm, I'm laughing at the live chat. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with Dave. Yeah, he agrees with me. Bring up the live chat, Dave. Bring it up. Bring up the super chat. Uh, Wilson Pava gives his dollar nine. He says, wang, wang, wangity, wang. Wang, wangity, wang. Is that a wang, wang, wangity, wang? Wang, 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 wang. Wangity, wang, 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 wang. Great How I Met Your Mother reference. Yep. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> all right gabriel golden gives us five dollars is now what one and eight without hayden maybe an oh fine run oh five yeah. run coming please yeah. you know th that's what people forget is you know this week the steelers now they have to turn around real quick because they have a thursday night game this week in week 14 at minnesota playing the vikings who just lost to detroit they might have also lost adam thielen for this upcoming game with an ankle injury that's a big news uh in that regard uh, the steelers get out of this game pretty healthy BJ Finney's loss with a back injury. That was it. That was the only injury of note and after the game played out of his mind. Yes, he did. <laughs> and you think to yourself, well, maybe they could get a Joe Hayden back. Maybe that the Steelers were thinking, okay, he can't play this Dot week. Maybe Dotson. get him back for this next week. Dotson. I'm not sure. Carlos he's Davis been three he's been, games now. So yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, it depends on Dotson's ankle. I mean, the Steelers could mm -hmm. be getting some help in some areas, but, uh, you know, it's something to think about, but if Joe Hayden could return, that would be good. Uh, but Akella Witherspoon, that's what I was going to ask. What do you like think of Witherspoon, Jeff? I tweeted it out during the game. I said, Akella Witherspoon's having a good game. And then underneath the road, I can't believe I just tweeted that. Um, <laughs> he started, did he not? Did he start the game? Yeah, he started. So in other words, they put him instead of James Pierre. Across it wasn't James Pierre. Side. It was Witherspoon. And, if Akella Witherspoon could play like that, mm -hmm. I, I just think about the one play that he made. I mean, he made a couple nice tackles because he's a big defensive back. He is what mm -hmm. you want in a defensive back from a physical standpoint, speed, size. But he, the play he made on the ball with Mark Andrews, I haven't seen a defensive back not named Joe Hayden make a play on a ball like that maybe in a couple years. So, guys, what did you think about Akella? We'll start with you, Brian. Very pleased. And like Dave said about the offensive line, you're not hearing his name you didn't hear his name much only when he did something well, but there was nothing to, there was nothing where he was uh, a liability in that game. So I felt pretty, pretty proud of that. And we've been seeing a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of disappointment, a lot of growing pains from James Pierre in the last couple of weeks. So Witherspoon really stepped in. Dave, what do you think about Witherspoon? Yeah, and I mean, some people were critical that he didn't come down with that interception on that throw to Andrews. If he doesn't knock that ball away, that's a touchdown. I mean, he but he was right there to play it and and get his hands on it. 
and I'm just glad that he didn't miss it enough that it still made it through. So I, I and I feel like he he tackled well. I I from the first watching and because this, this is a game I can go back and watch six more times because you know last week I didn't watch it again. I just couldn't do it. This one I'm I'm ready to do, and I I feel like he was doing what they wanted him to do, and that's the biggest thing. Not just not just making great plays, but also being where you're supposed to be at times. I'm not sure if that was him or Cam Sutton that came up when Minka got called or he had to recover and got the pass interference called on him. That was because the corner came up. I don't know if they were supposed to or not, and I wasn't even sure which corner it was. But either way, I, I, I way better than what we had seen from him um, what was that in week was against the Raiders? The Raiders. Yeah. He was yeah. the one that was following Henry Ruggs yes. third into the end zone. And if it, if it took him that long to, to get acclimated it, then so be it. But it's nice to see he, I, to me, he earned a helmet for the rest of the season now. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you're thinking about the fact of if, you know, Hayden can come back, if, if Witherspoon's turning the corner, which is just one game, and everything I've heard about this guy has been that he is unbelievably inconsistent. I speak, I spoke with the 49ers people when they mm-hmm. got the Steelers got him. That's what they said. Inconsistent. Talk to the Seahawks people when they got him. What'd they say? Ridiculously inconsistent. So I'm going to need to see it more than one game. But let's also talk about another newcomer. And that's uh Montrevious Adams, who has been with the team for like, I don't know, 48 hours. They give him a helmet. They <laughs> get out there and play nose tackle kid. And he plays well. He ends up having a pass defense, two tackles, one solo. He wasn't, Casey Hampton out there, but my goodness, Brian, what'd you think about him? Wow. Fantastic to see this guy just like batting balls away. I think he bat did he bat one or two balls? Yeah. No, I mean he definitely has some fire in his belly, and I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you get a chance to prove yourself. I mean, you were on the yeah. practice squad for the Saints, and the Steelers say we want you, and they put him on the active roster, and they put him out there. That's a lot of trust. Yeah. Dave, what do you think? Well, he was on the Saints' active roster up until the middle of November, and oh, then okay. they moved him to the practice squad. So it's he he wasn't just some you know poor schlub that couldn't end up on anybody's team. Um, he, I think it might just be that he's a good fit for what the Steelers wanted him to do. I'm going to be curious to see exactly how many snaps he played, but I will say this, that holding penalty they caught on him was absolute Uh, crap. He did. He had both arms extended on two guys. He was keeping two guys occupied so they couldn't go get the linebacker and they called him for holding. He didn't have a hold of either one of them. It was a terrible call. When even Tony Robo knows it's a bad call, it's a bad call. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Napoleon and Rags gives us five dollars. Dave, you see something from uh, I, this that. was the next one I saw from him. There you go. It's a win, I guess. That's that works for me for sure. Hey, uh let's see here. Uh Monster 19 says Witherspoon has the size, just needs a consistency. Amen. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. Um, everyone says, you know, you gotta have you over six feet to be a corner. This guy has every bit of those physical attributes you want. Um, some other defensive players that stood out, Chris Wormley, listen to his stat line, five total tackles, three solo, two and a half sacks, two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. TJ Watt is a monster, six total tackles, five solo, three and a half sacks, three tackles for loss, six quarterback hits. The Steelers ended the game with 10 quarterback hits. And here was another interesting, an interesting statistic, nine tackles for loss, uh, Cam Hayward had two. Alex Highsmith had two. The sacks obviously get registered as such. Uh, guys, just 
quickly, let's just talk about the, any defensive player you want. The, the defense stood up. I thought that the defense, yeah, you can talk about the last drive where they gave it up. And my gosh, they kept this team in the game when the offense was sputtering, literally sputtering. And so, uh, Dave, we'll throw it over to you. Just final thoughts, I guess, on the defense. We'll do final thoughts later, but on the defense itself. I I put a tweet out there yesterday because so the Steelers fans – or so many of them were so down on this team after last week. They deserved all the criticism that they got. But I felt like they started to go too far. The reports come out about Ben Roethlisberger, you know, thinking that this is going to be it. Not He didn't use the R word, but just didn't think that they, it was going to be a mutual, both sides want him to come back again next year thing. Um, and everyone was, you know, poo-pooing on him. TJ Watt gets cleared from the COVID protocol. And people were complaining, oh, it's not going to matter. He was terrible last week. He's probably he's probably still injured, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, even if he doesn't come out here and have the big statistical game, the Ravens have to account for him. Instead of going after whoever's going to be where TJ Watt was supposed to be, now they're going to be going away from that. And not only that, he still came through and had three and a half sacks and all those tackles and the tackles for loss and the quarterback hits and all that good stuff. So, whoo, thank you, Trent Jordan, for without practicing all week, stepping in and showing what you can do and get your get your name back into that mix for defensive player of the year. Well, when you if you read the article I wrote when the news broke on Saturday, it's, I said that this, you know, he's nursing that knee and hip injury. Still, he wasn't a hundred percent against the Bengals, not practicing. He's proven that he can play, excuse me, without practicing week one against Mm -hmm. Buffalo. And also maybe that was like the best thing for him to kind of just stay away from practice. Look, just rest and relax, get your mind right. And then come back. He's proven he can do it. TJ Watts, a monster, Brian, final thoughts on the defense, just the defense. You know, guys that we have not mentioned here, one that comes to mind is I thought Alex Highsmith had a very good game too. I mean, it pales in comparison especially. to what you saw what you saw with Wormley and, and TJ. I mean, but another guy I want to talk about, and we've talked about him a little bit, but Minka was Palomalu-like back there. Minka was Carnell Lake-like back there today. I mean, he was a superstar again as a safety and I, I gotta tell you he is so important to that defensive backfield as well you've got superstars on every level of the defense you've got cam then you've got tj then you're throwing in minka in the back and other guys are getting inspired by these these three and they're really making plays you know what you know one thing that could really hurt tj watt in the defensive player of the year award race it's cam hayward that's one thing that that might cannibalize his votes. I know we're not talking about that now, but that's when you have two potential defensive player of the year candidates there. You have three potential all pros on that defense and a defense that is struggling. You've got something good. So when, when a Hayden comes back, when you start having these young guys getting, getting their heads into the game and saying, Hey, yeah, I, I'm on the Pittsburgh Steelers and I'm starting to feel this now. I'm not saying that this is, you know, a lack of uh, a lack of excitement, um, but just the fact that, all right, I've got this. I'm a part of this, and I, I'm watching Tuska out there too. Did he have a great game? I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying I'm watching him and just the expressions and 
and calling a penalty on the other team. And they're really ingrained in what Pittsburgh Steelers defense is supposed to be. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Blake gives us dollar ninety nine. Says, "What's our biggest weakness?" Wife and I love yens. Thank you, Blake, for the tip. We appreciate it. Biggest weakness right now, Dave. What would you say it is on offense? You're muted. And uh, sorry about that. My dog was barking in case you couldn't hear that earlier, and I didn't think you wanted to continue to hear it. So the biggest weakness on oh. offense. Yep. Um, I think. I think the, I, I still think it's the consistency now For because sure. to me, I would say the biggest weakness before was the offensive line. The offensive line played well today and showed what they can do. Now they just have to be consistent with it. Okay. Brian, a biggest weakness on the defense. <clears throat> it's still the middle of the field. It's, I mean, it's still stopping the run a little bit. There was some, uh, you were playing the, an extraordinary running quarterback today. So I can excuse some of that, but the rush defense needs to get better. Uh, we haven't seen spectacular play out of the inside linebackers. And that's something that we like to, I, I thought they were better today, but it's uh, both Bush and Schobert. I thought played better today than, than they have in past weeks. But what I'm looking at really is just uh trying to fine tune that defense as far as everything goes and uh, just get a little stronger on the tackling, but the, the middle of the field, I'm not talking about the front line, but uh, the uh, middle linebackers, the inside guys, I I'd like them to get stronger and they didn't have Bobby Spillane either today. There you go. Tape boys is one got to go taco or Tushka. I don't know why anyone has to go. I don't think they're going to get rid of anyone. Like they're going to keep that's their, their four guys. I think, I don't think there's any need to get rid of any of this. Tom Muir gives us $6. Sorry. I'm, I'm late a dollar for every W and what a W defense was big when they needed to be. O was two. Here we go. Steelers. Here we go. Thank you, Tom. We appreciate it as always. All right, gentlemen. It's been a, a good show. We didn't really talk too much about like uh, Chris Boswell's point afters. Uh, or anything like that, which become an, have been an issue. I didn't want to talk about officiating. I figured we would dive into that more within our shows this week. Uh, a reminder that our shows this week, the preview, which is the three of us, will be on Wednesday. It'll be earlier than Know Your Enemy. Everything else is pretty much status quo. So, uh, Dave, final thoughts. My final Oh, no, I'm unmuted. I'm good. <laughs> I got it. My final thoughts are my good. I, I just realized I still have my terrible towel around my neck. Um, Steelers fans. This is the ups and downs with this team. You were completely ready to write them off last week. Now, was this a fantastic win? Absolutely. Does this mean that this team has completely righted the ship and they're just going to, to roll all the, re the remainder of their opponents? No. But we know that they can. We know what they're capable of doing. It's not that it's all falling apart. There's nothing else to salvage this season. We've seen what the possibilities now that just has to be executed game in and game out. Don't worry about if they're if they can beat the Chiefs. Don't worry about if they can beat the Browns again at home. The only thing the Steelers have to worry about is this short week going to Minnesota. This is a tough one. I picked them to lose this game at the beginning of the season just because it was so tough to travel on the short week. Now you've got the Steelers coming off of, after a Ravens game. I was really happy that with the injury up, update after the game. That was surprising after playing the Ravens. I expected it to be so much worse. So that's good for going into this week. Um 
then you've got a, a team that they're dealing with injury. All that matters now is the Steelers just need to get it together and show up on the field to play again Thursday night like they did this week and can, can just don't even give themselves the possibility of having a performance like we saw last week. Brian, final thoughts. You know what? I'm not in the live chats of the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills and teams that are having some adversities here and there as of late. And I'm not. I'm in these live chats and I'm on this network. And I think about what the Steelers are doing. And I'm really proud of how they came back from that drubbing last week. And it's really funny because a lot of us kept on saying, and even people in the chats, a lot of people were saying that, all right, even though they got killed, this is a team that matches up better with a team like the Baltimore Ravens. And this is a team, this is a team that could absolutely win this game. That's why when TJ came back, I changed my pick to the Steelers winning. I had the same score and I figured it would come down to a field goal at the end. I had no clue it was going to come down to this, but I just felt good all week knowing that they were going to play this game. And there was a part of me that thought when Mr. Harbaugh went for that, that extra, that, that two pointer, instead of an extra point, there's a part of me that said, all right, this is where, this is where you head the rest of your season. You stop this, there's nothing stopping you at this point. And yeah, did he drop it? Possibly in Andrews, but was it forced like you you both mentioned earlier? Yeah, TJ forced it. They forced that they forced that situation at the end. They sacked up and they beat this team, the team that they take pleasure in beating more than anybody else. So I know that I'm I'm walking on a cloud right now. And I've got a lot of stuff to do after the show, but you know what? I'm going to do it smiling. And when I go to bed and when my head hits that pillow, I'm going to be replaying this game and my REM sleep's going to be nice tonight. <laughs> I couldn't say better. Three guys that live in Maryland. Trust me, this is a big game. Gabriel Golden gives us $2. His defense's biggest, biggest weakness is injuries. I'd say that is across the yeah. board for the entire team. Wilson Pava gives us $1.99. One last one. Who's the bigger Wang, Harb or Romo? Uh, well, it's Harbs. It's Harbs. Yeah, for no sure. Contest. Brandon Keene gives us a dollar ninety nine. Our existing inside linebackers should be much better next year. One would hope uh, that they would be better next year, but there you have it. All right, hey Steelers win. It was Woo! crazy twenty to nineteen. Hope springs eternal for the Steelers fan base. Make sure you check us out at behindthesteelcurtain.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Or Steelers or behind the steel curtains. Subscribe, follow whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. We will see you on Thursday night. Week 14 after the Vikings game. Go Steelers. We'll see ya. Oh, how it rips me, beloved, makes me live for tomorrow. Rips me oh, how it rips me, beloved, makes me live for
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.